star Might win an Oscar, you can never tell The movie's gonna make me a big star Hello, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Noel T. Manning the second here, uh, hanging out with uh, a guy that really, he needs no introduction, but I'm going to introduce him anyway. He talks to the animals, which is quite appropriate as we uh, review Call of the Wild today. Ace Ventura, pet detective. Ace Ventura, good to see you, man. I was expecting Dr. Doodle. <laughs> well, Ace Ventura, you, you've had a way of talking to the animals as well. So. Uh, I, you know, I'm in a band. I see animals almost every Saturday night. <laughs> well, Thomas has never seen, Thomas Manning, good to see you. You've That's never good. seen Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Is that, oh, Jim Carrey? Jim Carrey, I yeah. haven't seen it yet. So that, you need to check that out. It was out. his big screen debut, maybe, wasn't it? It, you know what? Maybe. Mm, well, no, 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 no. Definitely one of the it first. Was, it was one of the first ones he had a lead in because okay. he was in one uh, a few years earlier called Once Bitten, um, was and he it was in that? a vampire. Yeah, I remember that. That's yeah. mid '80s. That's going yeah. way back. Yeah, but Ace Ventura. That's the one that put Jim Carrey really on the train, yeah. man. After that, he, yeah. he had so many other films too. And yeah. So yeah, you need to check that out. Homework. All right. Homework. Yeah. Thomas, good to see you, man. Glad you're hey, here. Good to be back. Thanks Glad for having me as always. A lot of stuff to talk about on the show today. We're going to be uh, reviewing Call of the Wild. Uh, we've also got interviews. Uh, Midway, um, the, the film has just dropped for home delivery, so it's available. Uh, you can watch it on demand in Spectrum. You can watch it there. You can check out the Blu-ray. We've got interviews with uh, four people connected to that, so we've got that uh, going on today as well. Tim, you back there with the interns on the Tim Cam? Yeah, there's Tim. There are the interns. Tim look at that clean. With Elvis earlier. Oh, and Elvis Nomsley. Yeah, look, look at the look at the guy. Who's that new guy with the clean face? What is that all about, man? It's like Ozzy Osbourne or something. That's some strange stuff going on uh, back there. Show Elvis <laughs> some respect in there, by the way. <laughs> well, good to see you guys. Uh, any uh, any questions, thoughts, comments before we uh, dive into the the reviews today? The crickets, all right. Good, good to hear the buddy, buddy, ho buddy, Holly's here. Since when did buddy you Holly. care? <laughs> I, I didn't say I cared. I'm just saying, do you have any? No, no, no nothing useful. <laughs> well, you do have something to ask about Call of the Wild. So Thomas and I are going to talk a little bit about Call of the Wild. Harrison Ford is uh, listed as the star of this movie, but he's only in the movie for probably half the film. Really? Uh, it, it is a film that's based on uh, you know a famous classic book. It's not the first time we've seen this on the big screen. Have you but read it? Is it? The first time Did we've you read seen it, it in, in grade school? Did you read it? You know, I, not in grade school. Yeah, I, I, I read, read it later. I think it was in the fourth grade. We had the choice of reading Call of the Wild, which I did, and I read The Cricket in Times Square instead. So I'm <laughs> waiting for Harrison Ford to be in The Cricket in Times Square. So. Let's have him play The Cricket this time. Yeah. Motion yeah. capture Harrison Ford's The Cricket. Well, the, yeah. this, uh, this film is a family film. Yeah. It, it is, uh, I think it was PG. Yeah, it was PG. Yeah. Uh, and so it is, it is aimed at families. And as we talk about it, you'll kind of see why it really is aimed at families. Thomas, go ahead and dive in with some of your thoughts and some of the research. I mean, you've got some really amazing research about the technical oh, yeah. aspects of this. Well, okay, so the director, Chris Sanders, he was nominated for an Oscar for Lilo, Lilo and Stitch in 2003, as well as How to Train Your Dragon in uh, 2010. He was a producer and writer on those films, I believe. Also, the screenwriter for this, Michael Green, he was a screenwriter for Logan, the uh, fantastic yeah. conclusion to the Hugh Jackman Wolverine yeah. story. Yeah, one of my favorites of the decade. Yes. Yeah. Yes. He was also the screenwriter for Blade Runner 2049, one of one of my favorites of the decade. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of talent behind this. Oh, yeah, and the DP. Uh, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> but he was, Go ahead and try. Go ahead, give it a shot. Janusz Kaminski. That's well, pretty we'll go good, with that. We'll go with that. That's pretty good. Tim, did he get that right? 
<laughs> well, well. Tim ought to know. Tim ought to know. <laughs> Mr. Kaminsky, Mr. Kaminsky won two Oscars for Schindler's List and Saving Private Ryan. So wow. two Spielberg films, frequent Spielberg collaborator. Is, isn't and he Spielberg's go-to cinematographer? It sounds like yeah, he is yeah, this, he, yeah. He did the post back in 2017. Yeah. So yeah, uh, there's a lot of talent in this production. And uh, you can really see it on display Absolutely. for sure. Uh, there's a lot to appreciate visually and aesthetically with this film. Uh, the motion capture performance of the dog by uh, Terry Notary, who's a Cirque de Soleil performer, who's done motion capture for a ton of other big franchises. He, he's, he's really yeah. kind of been a, an understudy for Andy Serkis. He's yeah, worked with yeah. Andy Serkis uh, on a few films. He was also in, was it Avengers Endgame or Infinity uh, War? He's, he's uh, the motion capture of Groot on- uh, Groot? Yeah, for Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, th that is something, Greg, um, you were asking about, you know, was the, the CGI freaky in this, but it was really the motion capture on the dog so you could see the dog's yeah. emotions. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just the lead dog played by Buck. All of them, right? It was all of them. Yeah, yeah. And it's really impressive when you consider the Harrison Ford and the other actors are interacting with a dog. It's not really a dog. It's just a man walking around on all fours in a green suit. And to get the emotion... Again, sounds like me on Saturday night <laughs> with the band. Basically, yeah, yeah. But the emotion that Harrison Ford put on display here, it's, it's really impressive it when is. you take that into consideration. And uh, it's, it's a really stellar performance from him, especially at this point in his career. I, I think mean, so I think... Almost 80 years old, yeah, 79 yeah, years old. Yeah, and you know, sometimes you never know what you're going to get from him, how much he really cares about a role. But this one, he really put a lot into it. He really did. It's a period piece. It, you know, it follows kind of the gold rush and, and the people trying to, to find that elusive gold yeah. and everything they can do to make that happen. That's part of it, but there's another part of the story that deals with uh, the postal carriers using the dog sleds to, to deliver mail. And that's really the first, I guess the first third of the yeah. film. Yeah. Uh, and then the last, uh, last two thirds of it focus on um, the, the dog and you know creature versus nature, but there's also uh, Man versus man conflict yeah. as well. It's an action adventure film about delivering the mail. Well, in part. Yeah, in certain aspects, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, and it really is. Yeah, and and of course the the search for gold and yeah. greed and all that goes along with that. Uh, there is a villain uh, played by Dan Stevens, and he's really one of these cardboard villains. I mean, it's um, very typical of what you would see in the Disney films, the live action Disney films that you and I remember back when we were kids. Uh, nothing depth. I mean, it's just very, very stereotypical. Hmm. But he because this is a family stash. film, yeah. yeah, with the mustache. I mean, yeah. But with the family yeah. film, I really think that was the director's intent. So yeah. it didn't bother me, but it did bother you. Well, yeah, I connected with the story a whole lot more when they were focusing on the whole man versus nature aspect, dog versus nature, I guess you could say, and the kind of relationship between Harrison Ford's character and the dog Buck. Yeah. You know, two lost souls coming together and to kind of find their place in the world because Ford's character had a tragic past with his family. Yep. Buck was just kind of a wandering dog. So I connected with that a lot more. And then when they kind of threw in this cardboard villain, it didn't work for me that much, but I can see where you're coming from. I mean, that probably was the purpose of it all. It's just classic Disney villain, but it's just kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but gotcha. it didn't have a tremendous impact, negative impact right. on my view. I, I really think the character arc of this was amazing for the dog Buck. Yeah. I mean, you saw him from being a domesticated town dog who was dog napped 
and basically had to find his way in discovering who he was and what he was meant to be and really what that call of the wild was. And you saw the emotions in the face, which, which came through with the uh, motion capture. And it really did work for me. Uh, how faithful is it to the novel? You're talking about the cardboard cutout bad yeah. guy. Is that part you know, of the novel? I wish that I had researched that, but I did not. So you didn't I, read was, the book? That's what, well, Cliff I read notes. the book, but it was years ago. Yeah. And so I, I you don't should have read Cricket in Times Square. I, it's more fun. I should have read <laughs> Cricket in Times Square. All right, uh, other thoughts or comments about uh, all the way? Uh, John Powell's score. Uh, it reminded me in many ways of the uh, kind of frontier type of music from Deadwood. Yep. Uh, those kind of mm. fiddles and violins, yeah. and uh, then you had some of the sweeping majesty of it all. Yeah. So I, I love Powell. He he's, does a fantastic job everything he does. So, yeah, yeah. It, it very much did feel like um, a period yeah. film using music yeah. and instruments that you would find in that period. Yeah. Uh, the cinematography was absolutely beautiful. It was shot in Quebec. It was beautifully shot. Uh, I, I really, truly enjoyed yeah. this film. We went as a family, yep. and there were quite a few people there watching yeah. this and, and immersing themselves yeah. in it. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, it's going to struggle to make up its pretty large budget at the box office. I think it costs like $135 million to make. It only made about $40 million opening weekend. Uh, but it's definitely worth checking out if you're interested. Uh, I give it a solid B. But uh, for families, it's perfect family film for this time of the year. Yeah, for me, uh, a solid A minus. I think it's a solid film. Uh, if you're looking for something that is a family action adventure, uh, this one has it. Well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dive into something that's not very family friendly. Uh, this is uh, we're gonna get tubular right here uh, with an Amazon original. The the uh, the series is called Hunters. Uh, and it follows Nazi hunters. Uh, Al Pacino's in this. Also, Percy Jackson is in this as well. What, Logan Lerman. <laughs> Logan Lerman yeah, yeah, is in this yeah. as well. Uh, this is getting a little negative feedback because, now this is historic fiction. Let me make sure I underscore fiction. Um, it is historic fiction. Did you get that? All right. Um, so it's getting a little negative feedback because um, there are some that are saying that it's not authentic to some of the things that actually happened because they do flashbacks and look at the concentration camps. Uh, there are some of the torture things that happen in concentration camps, like a human chessboard, which uh, there doesn't seem to be any documented evidence that that kind of thing happened. But um, you know, this takes place in the mid-70s, uh, 77, uh, and it follows a group of Nazi hunters uh, who are, are from all walks of life trying to track down Nazis living in America. That's kind of the storyline. The first episode is an hour and a half long, uh, it's got a very feature film-esque feel. Uh, it does have some satire as well as you really start getting into, like, with episodes two and three. They dropped, did they drop all, all of the episodes? Yeah, there's episodes? ten episodes they so dropped. Ten episodes. Yep. Episodes two and three, you do see a little bit more of the satire. Uh, I, I actually texted Thomas, and there was a, uh, some scenes that made me feel like Tarantino could have had something to do with it, mm. the way it was put together. Yeah. But, but I, find it, I, I find this series... Um, Quite intriguing. Uh, the shot selections are incredible. The cinematography is great. Casting is solid yeah. across the board. And I really like the narrative. And uh, you've got uh, you know Nazis from uh, all over, wa all walks of life, kind of immersing themselves into the American culture as yeah. well in the mid 70s. Yeah, I mean, and you, this is not specifically adapted from a true story, but it's stuff that could have happened. And it's really intriguing to think about that, and really kind of wakes you up. It's executive produced by Jordan Peele, who we know is really known for his um, class, well, class and racial commentary, social commentary, and you see a lot of that in here. Absolutely. And uh, 
there are certain instances where it's really excuse me, where it's really tough to watch. Yep. Um, and just anything that deals with concentration camps and the Holocaust, it's pretty brutal, but I think it's important to do so as well, just so you know what people went through and so that so what they, and what they could have gone through yeah, as well. Yeah, and that what we can do to prevent anything like that from ever happening again in the future. And uh, there's but the whole entire show isn't just uh, isn't just brutal to watch. There are there's a lot of fun to be had as well with some of the satire, with some of the dark humor, as you mentioned. And some of the characters. Um, some of the characters yeah. are really interesting. And you've got one that's kind of a master of disguise. And I kept reminding me of Artemis Gordon, you know, yeah. um, where he was kind of, he finds a way to weave himself yeah. into situations. Yeah. Um, I mean, anything with Al Pacino in it, he's just a cool guy. It's like, worth there's, yeah. oh man, there's, yeah, you can't go wrong. You can't say anything more that's not been said about him. So, so if you're looking for something new, if you are into detective kind of yeah. stories, uh, stories that, uh, that deal with, uh, with historical events. Um, this is one uh, I, I say is worth checking out. Yeah. Again, historic fiction, but there are elements based on, on true life activities. I've, I've seen ads for it. It looks really interesting, yeah. and I do want to see it. Is it a limited series? Uh, I mean, you're talking about 10 episodes. I think it depends. It, yeah. you, know, it, it it's, uh, you know, if it's one of those right now, um, I haven't gotten to episode 10 or not. Yeah. Right. I have not gotten to episode 10 yet. How far are you? I've into seen it? three episodes okay. so far. But they haven't yeah. talked about a second season or anything. I have not heard any right. of that yet. Not at this point. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, you want to give a rating for it so far? You want to? I give it a solid A. Yeah. 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 yeah I'm right there with um, you. Solid A. First yeah. three episodes. Uh, just know what you're getting into. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to go uh, quickly. Uh, I'll tell you what. Um, yeah. We'll 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 do. Uh, Tim, I know you're trying to line up some interviews. Have you got that first interview lined up? All right, let's do that, and then after that, we'll go to a break. Uh, we are going to be uh, interviewing uh, Patrick Wilson. Uh, Patrick Wilson uh, is, is known to many. You'll recognize his face when you see him, uh, but he was in uh, the movie Midway, and we're going to talk to him about Midway, which is now available, uh, Spectrum On Demand and also Home Delivery. Uh, you got that lined up, Tim? All right, let's go to, uh, let's go to Patrick. Patrick? Patrick Wilson, welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. Really appreciate you taking the time to talk about Midway today. Sure, thank you. Good to talk to you. I tell you, watching this film, there are so many layers to the characters uh, and layers to the narratives. I really would love to hear why you feel it was important for audience to, to, to see these varied perspectives and viewpoints of this time and place in history. Sure. Well, I think it's important for everybody to understand not only the context of the battle, how important this, this, this naval battle was, but also where it started, where it came from, why we got into the war, why the Japanese got into the war. And I think, you know, you can, you can both be patriotic, extremely patriotic, um, and still a globalist and have a sense of how you fit into the world. So while this is an extremely uh, proud American film, it's also really great to see the other side, which is something that the movie sets up very well to understand the humanity uh, that is both uh, gained and lost in time of war. Um, and I think that's, it's, it's always important to, to remember that because if there's one message that always sinks out, that sticks out to me, um, it's is that patriotism has, has nothing to do with politics whatsoever. And I think you have to deal with 
with man-to-man, -man, that, that understanding of, of looking into the eyes of your, your enemy. Uh, only then, I think, do you understand what the cost of life is. At, at what point, when this role came your way, at what point did you know this is what you wanted, and, and what was it about it that you said, yeah, I want to be a part of that? Well, you know, I've had a lot of family that served. I've had a lot of friends that served. I didn't, and it's something for me, honestly, as a grown man, that I, that I, uh, that I, I, I this is the way that I know how now, honestly. Gotcha. At uh, as as a as a 46 year old man, I can sit here and watch uh, my friends and my family that have gone through this service and go, you know, that's not what I did. That's not the path I chose. Uh, so this is how I can repay them. I can be the most honorable, uh, brave actor that I can to try yeah. to give give some some spark of courage and bravery that these men had. So I took it with great responsibility. Um, and, uh, and, I, and everyone in the cast did, to be quite honest with you, because you don't get chances like this a lot. Um, and it's something that I think, it shows a time when the country really united, um, and I think that's important. I tell you, Patrick, really appreciate your time. I uh, really appreciate what you presented in this film, Midway. Uh, I Thank think you. it's something that, uh, that everyone should see. Uh, history uh, is only going to be history if you don't embrace it and if you don't right. immerse yourself in it so so thanks for what you did and thanks for taking the time to talk with us here on meet me in the movies sure thank you i want to thank uh, patrick wilson uh, for giving us some time to talk about midway right after the break we're going to come back with more uh, folks uh, talking about Midway as well, including the director, Roland Emmerich. That's Flip Wilson's son, right? Flip, no, that's not Flip no, Wilson's no. son. No, but, uh, but, but good try. Yeah. But, but, you know, the devil may have made him do it. So let's take a quick intermission right here on Meet Me in the Movies. We'll be coming back with more right after this. I would tell anybody that's interested in getting broadcasting that um, this is a really exciting field to be in. The possibilities are endless. And every day is different. Um, there's always something new. Um, you're always on your toes. It's, I think the good thing about you know a school like Cleveland Community College is they're really good at keeping up with the latest technologies. My experience um, with the broadcasting program has been everything and more. I've hosted a television show here. I've done radio shows, I've, I've made my own commercials, all kinds of exciting things, digital animation, and I've never thought I'd have a career in news that I enjoy. It's just really exciting to you know, have a career where you're in control of what two million people in the area are watching every night. It's really exciting and enriching and fulfilling work. It doesn't feel like a job. I mean, I get to hang around all day and make television. I mean, just listen to that. Now the question is, are you ready to start your journey today? They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. Appreciate you spending time with us right here. You can always email us, info at c19.tv if you'd like. And if you don't, then that's fine as well. Um, I know that during the break we did get the other uh, satellite link uh, set up. 
with uh, cast and director. By the way, these are costing me a fortune. Satellite links. I want you to know this is a big budget show. But really, you're busting it. Thomas said he'd pay for the next ones. Uh, well, you know, know. Well, if you pay me back with interest, of course, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all so, about interest yeah, for Thomas. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, we did interview Patrick Wilson for Midway right before the break, and uh, now we've got uh, director Roland Emmerich, uh, Luke Kleintank, and also at screen um, a couple of uh, cast members from Midway. Uh, Tim, you got that ready for us? All right, here we go. Uh, let's, let's go to that interview. Hi, Roland, Ed, and Luke. This is Noel Manning, uh, Meet Me in the Movies. I hope you guys are doing well today. Yes, yeah, we're we doing are. great, man. Thank you, sir. I hope you're doing well, too. I am, I am. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk about uh, Midway. Uh, Roland, uh, the first question I want to send this out to you. Uh, you you're definitely no stranger to films that are fueled with action and films that are based in history. I'd love to hear some of your thoughts about kind of the key differences in bringing uh, a film like Midway to the big screen compared to what you offered audiences with uh, The Patriot uh, nearly two decades ago, both of those based in history, different types of history, but still history nonetheless. Well, you know, I, I'm, uh, you know, in this movie, you know, uh, everything was real and authentic, so it's like kind of real uh, char historic characters. And that brings a whole set of, uh, you know, responsibility uh, to you. Uh, you, 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 you shoot like kind of a movie different than other movie because you have like historians on the set, you have uh, military specialists for everything. And so you, what you want to do is like kind of be as correct as possible because a lot of these uh, men have still living families and you'll have to honor them. I take them under my wing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Ed and Luke, you know, kind of taking this to you, what are the, the takeaways that you would love uh, audiences to see through the eyes of your characters uh, because it is character-driven, this film? Yeah, what, what I love about what Roland and, and, and Wiz did with this movie, this screenplay, this narrative, is this a balanced view. They're showing the horrors of war. You know, yes, we're talking about the Battle of Midway, which ultimately was a success in inverted commas, but success at what cost? You know, the cost of war, the horrors of war, the sadness that these young men went off to, to fight each other over the Pacific, and, and the loss of life, the tragic loss of life from both the Japanese and the American side. In American history, this can never happen. I, th I think that that's the main takeaway that we should, that, 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 that I'd like modern audiences to take away. We're in a time of relative privilege and relative peace um, in, in America and, and, um, and Europe. And I think we have to remember the sacrifices that our, our grandparents' generation, the greatest generation, you know, that they, that they gave for us and, um, and the bravery that, that they showed. And, 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 and in turn, that should show us how, how lucky we are. You know, to, and we should fight to keep the peace and, and not make the same mistakes of the past and, and, and continue this human cyclical um, you know, cycle of, of, of repeating the same mistakes. So, um, yeah, I, I hope it gives people gratitude. Yeah, I do too. You know, and it's amazing because film is such a wonderful medium for people to kind of uh, come together. And I also think it's really important for the young generation to not to be naive to this battle. And so for them to be able to watch it, 
for, you know, and for people of my generation to be able to see this in that kind of visceral way is going to be, uh, it, it's an amazing experience. You're not going to be able, you, most of the time you read these things, you look at pictures and uh, we get to see true heroes, especially in a world where comic books are heroes and these were real heroes. These are, these are true men. They're not, they're not fiction, they're fact. Well, I appreciate that. Um, Roland, you know, for you uh, to bring this story to life, what messages would you want audiences to make sure that they walk away from, uh, much like what Evan Luke shared about their characters? Well, it's like kind of overall, it's this fact, you know, that these men, you know, uh, 80 years ago, uh, risked their life for democracy. So that we live in a free world. We always like forget that, and uh, especially um, you know, younger people today uh, should like have to be reminded of that. You know, and that's actually the, the main purpose of uh, of a movie like this to show you know um, they kind of fight, uh, they they fought and died for freedom. Roland, Ed, and Luke, thank you uh, all so much for taking the time to talk about Midway right here on Meet Me the Movies. Really appreciate you guys very much. Uh, for bringing this film to life and bringing this story to life. Thank you. Well, thank you, man. I'd like to thank the uh, director and the cast of uh, Midway for spending time talking to us today. If you have not seen Midway, uh, it is available now, Spectrum On Demand, and also uh, for home delivery, Blu-ray, DVD, and other, other ways. Uh, Thomas? VHS. VHS. Uh, you know, you could, you could probably find a VHS copy of Midway, but it's the one from 1975 with Charlton Heston. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so Thomas, uh, there's a new season, season seven of The Clone Wars. After how many years? Oh, uh, there was a seven-year gap. There, this really? series started back in 2008 and uh, had six seasons, and then with the whole Disney Lucasfilm acquisition. There's now been a seven-year gap, but now they're bringing it back for a seventh, seventh and final season on Disney on Plus. Disney Plus. Right. Uh, you know, once a week there will be releasing episodes for the next 11 Do the clones weeks. look a lot older now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. seven years, that's a big spread. Yeah. 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 How does the CGI compare? Oh, the animation has improved drastically over the years. They uh, de-age them? Yeah. Like in the Ironman? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's not CGI. It's, it's animation. That's right, yeah, animation. Yeah, but yeah, the digital yeah. animation has yeah. changed a lot. Oh, yeah, time, yeah. It's, it's become to the point where it's almost photorealistic in a way, as, wow. as photorealistic as you can get in a type of 3D right. animation type thing. And uh, it's just gorgeous to look at. And the way that they've improved on, you know, the cinematography within the animation, you don't really think about moving a camera around, but they've found out ways to make it seem like you're watching a big budget action yeah. film. And it's- Yeah, that is yeah. really incredible what, what they do now yeah. is, I mean, they, yeah. they actually set that up within yeah. the computers as if you're using a widescreen lens, what right. that would look like in that environment. Yeah. It is yeah. I read an article incredible. about that online yeah. oh, just the other day. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's very expensive amazing. to do, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but um, it, this series holds a special place in my heart. I remember growing up with the elementary school and middle school, and then finally coming back to have the completion of the arcs of so many of these characters. You know, the series bridges the gap between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. It looks like this final season is going to kind of bleed over into Revenge of the Sith. And uh, which is, of course, the fall of Anakin Skywalker, rise of Darth Vader. So it's going to be an emotional roller coaster for sure, yeah. but it's going to be pretty awesome to see it transpire once again.
But you're pleased with what you're seeing, what you've seen so far with the with the story and where it's headed. And oh yeah, certainly. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. So so far, what's your uh, episode one? What is the grade uh, for episode one? Solid A. Yeah. Solid A. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. We've tried to cover a lot today. The interviews took up a lot more time than Greg wanted uh, because that is going to be showing up on the bank account. Uh, so I do apologize. But, uh, I put Thomas, it on Tim's card. Yeah, Tim's card. Uh, uh, but, but Thomas, I don't know what his interest rate is compared to Tim. You may want to talk about that off camera. That's his problem. To see what's better. Oh, Tim. Tim thinks that might work. Solid well, 52%. 52% yeah, interest yeah, rate. Yeah, wow, yeah. That's, uh, that's pretty good stuff there. That's a loan shark. For you. Uh, all right. Quote of the week. Let's wrap things up with a quote of the week. This does come from Hunters. Uh, Meyer Offerman, uh, living well is the best revenge. like that. Living well is the best revenge. Um, a lot of revenge thoughts and yeah, themes yeah. running through what's going on in life. Appreciate it. Uh, you can always email us again, info at c19.tv. Tim, back there on the Tim Cam and the interns, we appreciate you guys. Oh, yeah, wake up. There you go. Good job. Keep doing your work. Keep going your work. Good job. Greg Tillman, back over uh, there beside camera one. Thomas Manning beside me right there. Right there. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I am Noel T. Manning II for Meet Me the Movies. Till next time.